0: Hi, I'm Jason And I'm Scott Welcome to Skipped On Shuffle A podcast where we delve into an overlooked song by a popular artist
1: Today we're going to be going over For Your Life A song from Led Zeppelin's album Presence
0: Led Zeppelin, one of the biggest bands of all time.
1: Yeah, I mean, do we, what, what do we even need to say, really, about Led Zeppelin? I mean, they're Led Zeppelin. It's like, is there anybody, like, alive in America who doesn't know the name Led Zeppelin? Like, that would be a good question to ask. You know, you know how they do, like... um uh like brand awareness programs like marketing firms do like brand awareness yeah, like i i i genuinely feel that if you ask anybody in america if they ever heard the term led zeppelin they would know they may not know a song they may not know who the band members are but i feel like everybody knows has, at least this heard, band, the name. Yeah. has heard this name before like this is one of the biggest groups of all time one would think that there wouldn't be a song that we could even do for this show, this Skip yeah. Down Shuffle show because it's there's just so big. Like, you know, I mean their songs are played on the radio all the time and they've got so many legendary hits and whatever. Um, but no, but I think that this song is is a per- perfect fit for, for, for this particular podcast that we do. So I mean, I can't think of a better song to do for this particular band.
0: Agreed, I, I think Presence, which is the album that for your life is off of um, is pretty underrated and pretty ignored for the, for the most part. I, I mean, at least as far as casual fans go,
1: even, uh, even hardcore fans,
0: it's, like, it's the,
1: you know, I feel like even once you, once you get past physical graffiti, like people just, they just stop. They're just like, yeah, you know, presence and uh, into the outdoor and especially Coda, like they just yeah, don't, don't listen. They don't they even think about them. Care. They're just yeah. like, yeah, it goes all the way to physical graffiti and then that's it.
0: <laughs> so um, they'll, One of the interesting things about this song is that this song came back to life when Led Zeppelin did their reunion concert um, at the O2 Arena back in 2007. Uh, For Your Life had never been played live before, but they made the decision to bring the song back and put it into that set. People at the show didn't realize it was an old Led Zeppelin song. They were like, Oh, what is the song? They wrote a new song. Yeah. Which Uh, which is
1: which is is really funny because one would think that only like the most diehard of Led Zeppelin fans would be at this One of the most
0: sought after tickets of all time. And people go and they're like, What what is this? I don't even know this song.
1: You know, and it's like it's, you know, it and it's what's what's even more ironic about that is the fact that nobody's fault but mine was also played at the show. Mm. And that song is on this album, and, people, and everyone people, yeah, went nuts. They one, loved yeah. it, you know, because nobody's fault but mine actually has like a, a you know, it was played live
0: throughout their career. And it's it's on the the some of the greatest hits stuff that they yeah, put out, right? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's like nobody's fault gained but mine a little more traction, it has then, some yeah.
1: traction. But this song for your life, same record, same thing, just completely like you can almost hear it on the on the track on the when you listen to Celebration Day, the live recording of of this reunion concert, they start playing the song and there's no like, you know, crowd. <laughs> roar, like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of just play the song. And then at the end everybody claps and they move on to the next track. But it is it is kind of strange that they 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 put this song into their set list. When they knew they only had like, you know, 19 songs to play Mm. or whatever, and they had to encompass their entire career and it had to, you know, make the fans who are going to be attending happy and all this stuff. Why did this song go in? Like, what is so important about this song that, you know, like you're saying, like a lot of people in the attendance didn't even really know it existed.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's funny to think about because they obviously put a lot of time into rehearsing this set. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can, it's very evident from, you know, the recording and also the fact that they haven't played together in years. Yeah. Decades. decades, Yeah. Um, aside from, you know, Page and Plant had a little reunion thing and and did some Zeppelin songs, but you know, for at least the three surviving members to get together and do the song, clearly there was some passion to, to do this and to figure out how to play this song live, especially having never played it before. Like when, when you're, you know, listening back and picking up a track and saying, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to play this," and then realize, "Oh, we have no, no way to 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 feel out how this is going to go or figure out the 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 rhythm or the speed." You know, especially a song that kind of. Has an interesting yeah, it's roo- complicated. Groove to it. Yeah, 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 it's
1: got like a progressive feel to it, where there's like weird time signatures and weird rhythms. And
0: yeah, weird changes that. Yeah, that, that, mean, that, yeah, you it's, have it's to an work through and
1: figure out. Yeah. And you know, recorded the song is six six and a half minutes long. So I mean, and you know, live versions tend to be a little slower. They tend to lag on a little bit more. So so really, they're saying to themselves like, this song that is set six plus minutes long has to be in this set. And this is the only set that we're going to play most likely for, for, for another couple of decades, if not forever, like clearly every, I mean, there must've been arguing, like, obviously, like, yeah, you so- knew you knew they were going to play a whole lot of love. You knew they were going to yeah. play, um, you know, Black Dog. You knew they were going to play these songs that are just, like, part of, like, the Led Zeppelin canon. But I'm sure that there was some arguing going about. Like, you know, maybe John Paul Jones was like, I really want to make sure that, uh, you know, this song is in yeah. the set. And Jimmy Page was, like, and there must have been some arguing about, like, what it's going to be and what's not mm. going to be. So, and- yeah, it's
0: interesting that they all managed to... To agree to yeah, the, yeah to, to agree to do the on song. doing this yeah. one
1: song, and then uh, in our research for this for this episode, we found that um, that most of the band members point to this song as being a highlight of of the set. yeah, Like they're like, that was, they, they call it out specifically as being like, this is one of those songs. So anyway, the the point being that like, here we have this, this, this song that clearly is super, super important to the band. And yet even like the most diehard of Led Zeppelin fans, if you say the song, they might, might, they might not even really know it, or, you know, they might not be able to hum it. They might, you know, whatever. So, so this song clearly has an importance to the overall Led Zeppelin thing, but yet, you know, this is, this is the first that a lot of people are probably hearing about it. As we said at the top of the episode, Led Zeppelin is such an iconic band that really, you know, we don't really need to go over the history too in depth because most people already know it. But for those of you who maybe don't really know what's going on with Led Zeppelin, let's let's just give you a quick refresh. Um, so the, uh, Jimmy Page, who is the de facto leader of the band, he's not the lead singer, he's the guitarist, but he's the main songwriter and he's the guy who produces all the records and kind of like guides the general aesthetic of the group. He was in a band called the Yardbirds, which themselves had, you know, several big hits and were a a sizable group of their time. Um, And then the Yardbirds kind of dissolved and Jimmy Page decided he wanted to make a new band. Uh, And he, he ended up calling it the new Yardbirds, uh, you know, uh, at first. And uh, that's when he recruited Robert Plant and John Bonham and John Paul Jones. And obviously these are the members of Led Zeppelin. They called themselves the new Yardbirds for a certain amount of time. And then they changed their name to Led Zeppelin and, you know, became what we know today.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit like Dave Grawl forming Foo Fighters, where he's already made a name for himself as you know a musician, and Jimmy Page kind of does the same thing. He's already bringing an audience that he's built um, with the Yardbirds. Yeah, so I when, mean, like when he's when he's yeah,
1: it was guaranteed that this band was going to be big. Like yeah, be, they, be, they knew they were going to get signed. They knew they were going to tour. yeah, get, yeah. Ma-
0: making some albums. You know, touring. It shouldn't be an issue, because right? This, this he's, was he's not, someone who's in in the industry already, and yeah,
1: this was not somebody starting a band in his garage and like crossing his fingers hoping that he's going to make it big. Like Jimmy Page was already a successful musician, and he was starting this new band that he thought was going to be like a Yardbirds kind of continuation. But then, obviously, I'm I'm assuming early on realized that it was something completely different once he recruited all the members, and that's when they changed changed their name and became Led Zeppelin. And uh, so, you know, they released their their first album, and it is critically destroyed. I mean, no critic liked this record. I mean, they nothing but bad things to say. But
0: but people loved it. <laughs> people loved people it. People loved it. But so. the critics hated
1: it. Yeah. I mean, this album sold like gangbusters. It was huge. It had big radio hits, which is also interesting because Led Zeppelin refused their entire career to ever release singles. Mm. They would simply send a record to the record label, uh, to, to the uh, radio stations and say, play whatever song you think is the best for your station. And uh, because they never actually set out to say like, oh, you should play this song as your radio friendly hit. Um, you know, they, they, yeah. they, it gave the radio stations a little bit more power on what to do.
0: Yeah. They were a very album oriented band and didn't also want the other thing that happens with a lot of radio hits, which is things get edited. Yeah. And especially for a band like Led Zeppelin, where there's kind of lengthy instrumental sections for sure you know those those parts would have been taken out yes which you know for the band would have ruined the integrity of not only that song but also kind of hearing it out of the context of of the album
1: right and, and just to give you an idea here so so this is a review this is a review uh, a, a sentence from a review for led zeppelin's first album in 1969 direct from rolling stone magazine so this is rolling stone magazine in 1969 arguably when rolling stone is like the biggest the, the, that it's ever yeah. going to be and they say here Unfortunately, he as in Jimmy Page, unfortunately Jimmy Page is also a very limited producer and a writer of weak, unimaginative songs, and the Zeppelin album suffers from his having both produced it and written most of it alone or in combination with his accomplices in the group. So this is Rolling Stone, like now obviously later on, you know they would the, the, change they, their yeah, minds yeah. about this, but but I mean this is just an idea of like how critically you know lambasted this group was but it didn't stop their commercial success at all they released uh four records in the span of 2 years and all of them huge
0: yep and um i mean the other thing that we do have to think about is yeah jimmy page's leadership in this group where the, some of the complaints coming out were that the songs st- sounded too similar um which is interesting because as if you listen to Led Zeppelin 1 Led Zeppelin 2 I think they sound different because, I mean, I've heard the albums a million times, but I I, I can at least understand a little bit where, you know, someone might say that. I mean, this is kind of a new era of harder heavier rock music as well right so you know you're probably just hearing like wow these guitars are loud these drums are loud we're kind of desensitized
1: Uh, to it now but at the time like there was there was very few bands i mean maybe king crimson was was certainly seriously loud i mean the beatles certainly weren't this loud like you know i mean these guys were loud and i think we're we're pre-sabbath right sabbath hadn't come out until later but um but even you know there were very few bands that
0: were that sounded like yeah
1: powerful you know when it comes to just the sonic landscape of what they were doing so um it's it it is kind of interesting to think that maybe they were just they were just too much they were too ahead of their time the critics were just like "Uh, i can't Mm. i can't deal with this right now you know
0: and then so you have a little mutation into led zeppelin 3 which is a little bit more folk acoustic based and i think i don't know if it was a response to the critics or just you know a, a direction that they wanted to head in but certainly the next few albums are, are a bit more varied when yeah. you, when you, when you listen to them.
1: Right. And then it culminates in Led up in four, which is arguably the one with the most, you know uh, the, the most radio friendly hits on it. I mean, you've got black dog on there, which is, you know, arguably one of their signature songs. And then of course you've got stairway to heaven, which, you know, everybody knows. Yep. And um, you, you just, it became, they became humongous there. And between Um, between Led Zeppelin 4 and their fifth album, Houses of the Holy, they were selling out football stadiums. I mean, this band, I mean, to bring it into a contemporary sense, like this is a band that's as big as U2 is today. I mean, this is huge, huge band. And, you know, all over the radio and still being commercially derided, still being commercially set aside. Um, And then they finally get around to releasing Physical Graffiti, which is their first and only double record. Yep. And uh and that's it. Like I mean, they have peaked. They are they are at that moment the biggest band in the world.
0: So after physical graffiti, these massive tours, um, things kind of go a little bit off the rails for them. Plant is in a car accident. Um, So he's on crutches for, I think, weeks or months. So he's kind of out of the picture. Obviously, they're not touring. They're not recording. Um, They're not really doing anything. Paige um, is kind of in the midst of some struggles himself with drugs. Um, Having a a heroin addiction, I think at least through the previous tour and and certainly through the recording of this album, I think also spilled into the the subsequent tour behind Presence, which was 1976. They toured behind it in 77. So we have a band here that's that's kind of struggling a little bit with different things. We also have uh, John Bonham, the drummer who's getting into heavier and heavier drinking that eventually leads to his death and the eventual demise of the band. So this album is certainly coming at kind of a, a difficult time for the band when they're difficult to manage themselves and manage their success because they've they they you can't go anywhere else when you, yeah, when you I mean, get like, to yeah, this point.
1: One could argue that at this point in time, like uh rubber plant is is saying we should just we should just call it a day. Like we should call it a day. Uh, you know, he's 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 been in this horrible car accident. He's on crutches. Yep. Um,
0: I mean, almost killed. And almost killed. You know, and when you have that kind yeah. of experience, you reflect on. Yeah. What he, am I doing? Where what, am I? At? What am yeah. I doing?
1: You know, like if, right now. I mean, Led Zeppelin's first album came out in, in when he was about twenty years old. And now he's twenty seven years old at the time that this album's coming out. So I mean the the bulk of his twenties he spent on the road, you know, recording, touring, and then that's and, that's and just, the like, entire life. And, yeah. and that's it. You know, and obviously, you know, this is led up when we're talking about there's drugs, there's groupies, there's
0: there's uh, allegedly.
1: Oh yeah, allegedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean there's there's a lot going on behind the scenes that yeah. is just absolute chaos to live in.
1: Yeah, it's just pure chaos. And you know, uh, uh, when you re- when you when you hear interviews with with Robert Plant uh you know he's a very obviously he has this larger than life stage persona of being like the rock god and you know he kind of sets the he kind of set the the template for like what a rock rock, rock star lead singer should be. I mean, certainly like your David mm. Lee Roths and and you know, lead singers from uh, that came out after Led's Up, and They've all kind of got a similar kind of thing going on. Yeah. Um even even up to today with like maybe even Matt Bellamy with like you know, from Muse, you know, his vocal delivery and mm. just like just like his outward stage presence is still kind of inspired by by Robert Plant. Um you know he's got all this going on it's it's kind of easy to think to yourself to just be like i i need a break like yeah. i need to move away from this and and they did after they released presence there was a, a a break in between records their first like multi-year break between presence and in through the outdoor um so at this point in the game, you, you're when you listen to this song and this whole album, especially, but especially the song, you're listening to a band that's tired, like a tired, exhausted band that is stretched really thin, and um, it's it's interesting to, to to listen to it from that perspective.
0: Yeah, and so it's really Paige who, I mean, he he is the 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 group leader who really starts to take the reins back again and say, okay, I I I want to make an album and then kind of pulls Plant back into the band eventually to, to kind of write with him a little bit. But this album is very different from a lot of the preceding Zeppelin albums. Uh, probably the, the closest comparison you can make is to the first record, which was written and recorded in a very short amount of time. Uh, presences um, written over, you know, a period of time, you know, probably, you know, weeks or months. Um, but the whole recording, mastering process, only only takes place over 18 days,
1: 18 days, like two weeks and change.
0: So I <laughs> to mean, record
1: I mean, a Led Zeppelin yeah. record.
0: <laughs> so it kind of makes you wonder about, you know, the, the state of a band that is basically like, OK, let's get in. Let's record it and and get out. Yeah. And it was mostly Page and Plant sitting together, working out these songs. And I don't think Bonham and or John Paul Jones became involved until they, you know, went in pretty much close to, to right. getting ready to record this album. To lay down their tracks. Being like, basically, you, you know, here, here are the songs, figure out, you know, your parts, and, and let's just get in and, and get this album done. Yeah. Which, to me, might be a little bit of, you know, on on Paige's part, again, I'm just kind of presuming here, might have been a little bit of worry about, you know, the state that Plant was in, you yeah. know, kind of talking to him, potentially saying like, hey, I don't, I don't know if I want to, do this anymore? I don't know if I can do this anymore. Yeah, and and, and I'm on it, crutches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it would kind of make sense for him to be like, well, well, you you know, you'll feel better. Let's let's write some songs. Yeah, let's do an let's album. Do some, let's get let's, it. You know, yeah, let's, let's put it out it there. It. Yeah, you know, and and in the hopes perhaps that like, oh, when when there's a good you know audience response to this, you know, they're going to be like, oh, great, there's new Led Zeppelin. Maybe that'll reinvigorate. Yeah, you know, reinvigorate him
1: and and it did it to a certain point because they did they did yeah, it yep. they did continue and they did another record but this was this was the beginning of the end it was yeah. they they released their their the next record after presence was it's into 70, the outdoor yeah, 79 79 you know big gap between the two records and into the outdoor is not exactly the most lauded led zeppelin album of their of their of their run um you know it, it's not like it's horrible but it's certainly not up in the upper echelon yeah with, and and
0: sounds very when you hear fool in the rain probably you know yeah. is, is the one you'll know from that. Yeah. And it doesn't sound. Yeah, a lot of like, people like don't even know. Zeppelin. Like you play yeah.
1: "Fool in the Rain" for people, and they're like, "What? This is Led Zeppelin?" You know, like yeah. it's so you got that, and then they they ended things out with coda, which is not really yeah. even uh, an, an album. Yeah, it's an outtakes of, or a collection yeah. or whatever. So so really, presence is the beginning of the demise of Led Zeppelin, and uh and you can hear it. Like I, I mean, I know obviously we're we're tainted now we're, we're we're biased because we're looking back knowing that this is the end you know and you and i were in our 30s so it's like you know i wasn't even born when this album <laughs> came out so it's like you know uh we we have the benefit of looking back in hindsight but really i mean you can hear it, you can hear like how exhausted Robert Plant is on this record and um and then like you were saying with the production it's just like it just it just it just feels very thrown together like you know the previous Led Zeppelin albums have all this multi-layered instrumentation yeah a lot of and, a lot of
0: overdubs a lot of you know nuance and in, in it and yeah this is just kind of like
1: we're, here's we're, the, we're
0: laying down tracks yeah let, let, we're putting them together I mean especially for Jimmy Page who tons of overdubs yeah. on on pretty much everything yeah and i mean this is just a lot of just raw yeah so it's almost like the here. four yeah. of
1: them were in a room they hit record they played the song and then they you know they went out to the pub you know yeah. it's like and, and you know and there's nothing wrong with that some of the greatest records of all time have been made in that in that similar capacity but there. yeah
0: but it signals this band is is changing, in some way. changing.
1: it's changing it's it's coming out of things from a different perspective and and in the middle of this is this song for your life
0: For Your Life comes second on this album which is interesting because the first track is Achilles Last Stand which if you're a Zeppelin fan this is a monstrous like a 10 11 minute song (laughs) so it's interesting that you know right after that you know big long song we get For Your Life which I kind of feel they did because I think they kind of thought the song is kind of catchy so if you end up Sort of zoning out, I think during Achilles that that, that, yeah. that opening track. I, I think they kind of want to get you back a little bit because yeah. it's it's a pretty catchy. Riff. It's, it's
1: kind of a beat, you know. Yeah. It's got like a it's got a it's got a basic drum beat, you know, classic John Bonham pounding on the floor and, and just kind of thing. So it, it kind of brings you back.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that I mean that drum track really anchors the whole album because Jimmy Page is kind of doing these little. You know, he's using the tremolo bar, so it gives you this little, if, if for those guitarists out there, gives you this kind of like diving yeah. sound. Um, we, we, don't, we don't have to get into the technicalities. <laughs> we don't have to get into I mean, our you'll, guitar- you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll, Yeah, you'll hear where you're like, oh, he's playing a chord, and then it just kind of... Rrr, Every Rrr. time you hear him... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, so he's doing some, you know, interesting things, has this kind of little fast-paced, crazy riff, drums kind of holding everything together. Um, but I, I think our main focus probably for the song is... Plant's vocal and certainly the lyrics of the song
1: certainly the lyrics so so I mean uh, before before we get into like you know let's examine these lyrics and talk about like what he's trying to say like let's let's just let's just talk a little bit more about like the past Led Zeppelin especially the past lyrics of Led Zeppelin Mm -hmm. you know Robert Plant he's he once again is setting setting the template for a rock singer Lots of his songs are about sex and sensuality and, you know, just larger than life personas. And then he brings in some of the mysticism with the Tolkien. I mean, for those of you who are Lord of the Rings fans, you are probably more than well aware that Led Zeppelin there's,
0: there's a lot of references. makes yeah. a lot
1: of references to the world of, of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and everything like that. And, you know, he's he's talking about these humongous like things outside, you know, like these things that are happening outside of his life. But, or, or he's talking about things that are kind of superficial, like, you know, whole lot of love, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bang you, you know, like, (laughs) like, guess what girl we're going to bang. That's what's happening right now, you know? And then for this song, regardless of what your interpretation of the lyrics actually are for this song, it is very clear that this is, this is him. Like he is sat down and he's put pen to paper to talk about something that he actually feels and, and wants to get across to the listener.
0: Mm, Which is, yeah, it's, it's something very different lyrically for Led Zeppelin. And, and again, might be one of those good signals that, you know, things are changing in in this band. Like Robert Plant is changing as a songwriter, you know, thinking about, you know, putting in elements of his personal life into the music. Right. Which
1: which is, we we know, as a songwriter, you know, it it is, it's way harder. It's far easier to write, you know, to make up a character or to make up a situation or to just talk about generic stuff about like, you know, I was going to the club and I saw a hot girl and I wanted to make out with her, you know, like that's easy to write about. All you have to do is like, does this rhyme? Does this fit the (laughs) rhythm of the song? You know, am I using the right words that people are going to attach to? But when you really want to say something, that's when it gets harder. And uh, and yeah, I mean, clearly, without a doubt, this song says something.
0: So this song starts out with kind of your, your classic, um, I, I guess for a lack of a more nuanced phrase, you know, your your dick imagery uh, of, 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 of Zeppelin, which is, you Sorry, know, with the, like, the lemon in your hand yes. is, is the...
1: He loves the lemon. This is dick all look the time. like a lemon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have the lemon song. We, so so this is a familiar to anyone listening to Zeppelin. This is kind of familiar yeah. imagery. This is
1: like the eighth song that he's yeah. mentioned, lemon or lemon juice. And yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even need to explain to you what the lemon we, we, juice is. We will is. not go there.
0: <laughs> um, but... You know, he, he's clearly talking to a, a, a woman and I, we can kind of presume someone he was romantically involved with. She's got to, the lemon in her hand. To some know? degree. <laughs> um, but then, you know, d- despite the that that turn of phrase at the beginning, the song kind of gets serious.
1: Yeah, it goes from being, you know, like you said, like the dick lyric and then it it, it gets it gets serious real yeah, quick. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and then becomes kind of... Uh, uh, Someone talking to someone who's obviously in the midst of a pretty serious drug habit and yeah. is, you know, losing touch with, you know, reality. And we kind of assume also their relationship with plant and plant also saying, you know, I, I feel like, you know, so th- things, things are going wrong for you. And I don't know if you, you realize that.
1: Yeah, uh, this, uh, he's so in the beginning here, he's he's mentioning so you know, we, we mentioned heroin as being a big a big thing for for Led Zeppelin, especially for for Page, but. Um, but, but cocaine was huge as well. I mean, they were, they were, they, it was one of those situations like, you know, like you see in a Scorsese film where it's like, they're using certain drugs to bring themselves to a high and then using other drugs to like counteract the high to make it so that they can still function throughout the day. So one can assume that they're using heroin for the feel and then pumping themselves with the Coke to mm, get to through to the day. With, yeah. And, and, and in this, in this first stanza here or in this first uh, section of the lyrics, he actually mentions cooking it. He says, don't you want to cook it? Hadn't planned to, could not stand to try it, fry it. I don't know. Like he might be mentioning crack here. Like it might be that this woman is trying to do crack with him and he's like, whoa, we can't do crack. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. We don't, we don't know, but, but it, I think that I'm just trying to emphasize that clearly these lyrics are coming from a point where he's saying like, whoa, 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 honey, this is too much.
0: Yeah. And he has the line in there had to pull away to save me. Yeah. So he, he, you know, he he sets up kind of, you know, frames this relationship, says, you know, I I've I'm I'm worried. I don't want to be a part of this and yeah, wh- whether, you know, whatever drug it might be, things are clearly going too far and and I don't want a part of it. Yeah. So
1: and, th- and then it continues on and and he he kind of gets into this point where he starts making this like very uh British humor kind of thing where he's I think he's being sarcastic. He's he's saying um when you blow it babe you got to blow it right. Oh baby, if you fake it mama, baby fake with all your might. And when you fake it mama, please fake it right. When you fake it baby blah blah all this all this stuff. But but he's he's kind of saying like oh yeah, you're going to do the drugs, you're going to do this but and you're going to be faking it and go ahead, go do it. You know, like this very like this very like British like just like humorous Like sarcastic little stanza where he's basically, you know, like uh, you're gonna go do this, you're gonna go do it. Go fine, whatever, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. Um, But then bringing it back at the end, he's like, "Now your stage is empty. Bring down the curtain, baby. Please fold up your show." He's he's saying like, "I know that you're 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 doing this for the wrong reasons. This is no longer just about a good time anymore. This is something else, and it's time to it's time to close up shop."
0: Yeah, and um, a, a little bit of reading about the song is also a little bit of Plant kind of talking about some music scenes in general. Um, he had kind of mentioned Los Angeles, um, which uh, I don't know if we assume that is the in the city of the damned. Yeah, the city of the damned. Uh, that's that's would, what I would call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to any fans that might be listening
1: from Los Angeles, but your city sucks.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of assuming that he's... Speaking to someone specifically, but this is also kind of a general thing that's going on around him. So despite the fact that he's talking to this woman, he's also talking to probably other people in, in the music scene. Or in Led, in, in, in Led and, Zeppelin. In the band, yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. In, in I the mean,
1: crew, in the management, in the, the booking agents, everybody. Because,
0: yeah, I mean, anything you read about Led Zeppelin, it, it's hard to describe or kind of understand how insane some of the things going on behind the scenes were with, yeah, even their crew, their management. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, it's there's just
1: violence. There's drugs. There's, there's, there's obviously, group,
0: yeah, there's groupies, groupies and, and
1: there's, there's hotel destruction. I mean, they, like once again, Led Zeppelin wrote the book on this. Like they were the first rock band that really took it beyond the threshold, beyond the point where anything made sense anymore. And it was just nonstop excess.
0: So it's funny when, you know, here you have Plant kind of, uh, I'm assuming, kind of sobered up, you know, from his car his crash. car crash. Yeah, and, he's, he's and, 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 it's and, hard and, to
1: go out and party all night with groupies.
0: So, you know, him him really kind of saying like, OK, like I, I need to take my life in a different direction. And also kind of. Uh, I, I don't know if it, he's he's I don't know if he's singing the song as a as a warning or kind of I, I want to call out basically what what's happening here yeah um but i mean it it is interesting as as you know this big rock and roll singer for this guy to really stand up and say like hey i'm done with this scene like this this isn't you know where i want to be anymore despite as you mentioned having written the book on it you know more or less So Scott, what do you think of For Your Life in terms of what do you get out of the song? How does it relate to to your life?
1: Well, so... uh I, I was, I was in a band and, and we were, you know, we were not Led Zeppelin successful, but we, we, we toured, we, we had, you know, major, uh, we, we had, uh, our songs played in major television shows and, uh, we played major festivals. We opened up for big bands and, uh, we recorded with a, with a platinum level producer. I mean, we did stuff. We, we had a, a career if, if one could call it that, uh, small, insignificant, minuscule career, <laughs> but a career nonetheless. And, and so, and I'm not a big drug user so it's hard for me to directly relate to this song but in all of our research ta- you know and in our discussions before before uh recording this episode uh, about this song i immediately found myself uh, like uh connecting sort of through this song with robert plant and what i assume is his mental state at the time where he's he's saying like oh my god you know i'm approaching 30 and i'm in a rock band and this is all i've done Like I haven't done anything else from 20 to 27. And then, you know, presumably he's assuming on through my thirties. The only thing that I'm going to ever have done is play in a rock band. And he's, 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 he's forced to, to, um, to reflect on that because of this car crash where he's trapped in. Cartridges. Yeah. I mean, he,
0: he does have a family yeah. a, a, as well. And, and you kind of have to wonder about yeah, what, like, the, the effects f- of the, the career on, you know, a- those away from his
1: kids, away from, uh, from his wife and, 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 you know, just, just, it It's hard you know and and even me like obviously like I said, I wasn't in a band nearly as big as Led Zeppelin, but it was hard, you know it was hard on me, it was hard on my girlfriend, it was hard on my family, it was certainly hard on my financials like i mean <laughs> i mean it was it was it's a tough, it's a tough life it's not all groupie sex and drugs and rock star shows. It's, it's, it's being on, it's being on the road. It's being away from your friends, away from your family. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. And at a certain point, you know, the band that I was in, Double Think, we, you know, we, we faced a crossroads, you know, we, we had a bunch of things go wrong for us and we all sat around in our rehearsal space and we looked at each other and we said, how are we going to get through this next challenge that we have now and we ultimately decided that we were mature enough to understand that we had done what we wanted to do we had we had been a band that we wanted to be and we decided to call it a day and um obviously led zeppelin at this point does not call it a day but i my interpretation of this song is robert plant saying i want to call it a day i want to move on and for me i directly connect with that sentiment of of him being at that place cuz I was in that place and and I did call it a day and looking back now I I don't regret it you know I loved my time in the band and um I think of I think about it fondly um but but I feel like it was a maturity level where I reached and I was like it's time to go you know
0: Yeah I I mean for for me I really feel like the song kind of increases in intensity as it goes and kind of pu- pushes I think to re- to to what I assume the experience is whether you know you're watching someone uh you you know spending time with someone that has a serious drug habit or if you have a drug habit yourself yeah I'm assuming it's this like very serious building of you know tension and and tougher to get kind of a grasp on your life and I feel like the song kind of mimics that in terms of you know, we, we had mentioned like the tremolo effect and, and kind of, you know, things are a little bit unstable. Yeah. Um, it you could know, fall you, apart at any yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, the, the key changes in the song, I, I feel like a lot of the, the structure of the song is kind of meant to, to mirror that kind of increasing intensity of like, you're, you're going to break at some point in time if you continue down this path. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I very much relate to the song as you do, which is just like, you can't keep going this way forever. Um, you know, no, no matter what it is. It doesn't have to necessarily be uh drugs or drinking or anything like that. Yeah, but relationships, but you, 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 family, yeah, jobs, yeah, you reach these oh points in your life where you're just like, okay, I need to sit down and be really honest with myself about where I wanna go and, and what I wanna do. Yeah. Um so for me, I, I recently just had a, a baby daughter. Um, so a lot of my thought process now is entirely different than How it was six weeks ago. So, so, (laughs) let alone six years ago. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, I I can, I think, I can certainly get you know, Plant being like, oh, these people who live their life this way, like that, that's not the way to go. Yeah, and 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 I think, I feel anyway, a little bit with with the song is, you know, Plant is kind of taking a really serious stand here because anyone kind of looking at these lyrics might come up to him and be like, you're such a hypocrite. Like, yeah, you,
1: like you, you've, you've you been are, living
0: this way. You are the who
1: most are, successive of all of them. Yeah. Know? Like
0: who are you to tell, you know, anybody yeah. that, you know, not to live this way. And, and maybe that ties in a little bit with the, um you know, that, that sarcasm of the song right. where he, you know, you can kind of read it either way. It can yeah, be like, oh,
1: I, I, and, and that's like a common, that's a common thread with, with drug users and drug addicts who are trying to leave, you know, they want to leave, but they, all their friends are users, and it, it not only is it difficult to get away from that because you know you'd have to abandon all of your friendships, but your friends are going to turn on you, you mm. know. And, and that's, that's, yeah, where do
0: you go and where are you left? Right, at that's that the point. thing
1: that yeah. that that you know alcoholics and and uh, drug abusers have to have to deal with, and that's what makes it so hard to quit. You know, it's not just that they're just you know a lot of people who don't do drugs, you know, like me included, but a lot of people they tend to forget like it's not just the chemical dependency it's it's the life dependency
0: yeah there's a social the aspect social of it social yeah.
1: aspect of it it's 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 even just like the habit that's been built up it's like no i get up i do drugs i go to bed you know like that's what i do so and and for me and and i'm assuming once again for for plant like that's what i did for years i got up i played in my band i went to bed you know it's like that's what i did and and, and it was it was a tough day to sort of sit down and reflect and say Maybe it's time that I stopped doing this and moved on to something different. You know, maybe I've I've run this course as far as it can go. And yeah, I didn't get to achieve all the dreams, you know, I didn't get to, to live the lavish rock star lifestyle, but I still ran this thing that I created as far as I could possibly go. It's time to it's time to to, to hang my spurs and, and, mm. and move on. And uh, so I definitely completely identify with where rubber plane is at that at this at the period of time that this song is being written, at least as far as we can see.
0: So, Led Zeppelin disbands after the death of John Bonham in nineteen eighty. We had mentioned the one album of outtakes and uh, the the weird compilation that showed up, Coda that fans for the most part dismissed. yeah. And we don't hear anything from Zeppelin until a few years later, where we have this live aid reunion show that's a complete disaster
1: complete disaster if you uh, i it, mean it, if you ever want to see a disaster just look it up and try and find some video of it online it, and it's, and, it's
0: and <laughs> of course uh, they they needed a different drummer phil collins ends up showing up to drum and and naturally everyone blames phil collins for <laughs> of having, course we're having messed it up. <laughs> but yeah but but, but Collin- it is it is if you watch page and and Plant, it's it's a disaster no one rehearsed yeah it, it, it's Pretty sad. It's really bad. Um, so that was in 1985. And finally, Zeppelin amazingly decides to have a one-off reunion show in 2007.
1: 22 years later.
0: <laughs> so the uh, this was because it was to celebrate the life of Ahmet Erdogan, who was the founder of Atlantic Records, who... You know, we're, we're, were Zeppelin's record company.
1: He was a, he was a huge uh, supporter of Led Zeppelin. And obviously, going back to what we were talking about earlier, critically, they were dismissed immediately. But Ahmed, you know, he stood by them and was always supportive of them. And obviously, their commercial success obviously fueled his support even further. But um, judging from uh, Plant's uh, uh, dialogue at the show and his talking before the show, building up to it, he really, really respected and revered this, this, this man for, for, for the support that he gave Led Zeppelin as well as the contemporary bands of the time. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you for coming along. And thank you to everybody who's made this show possible. And to all our friends who came along to play on this show tonight, for the memory of Ahmet Erdogan in the days when Atlantic Records was the most magnificent record company on the planet. Good night.
0: So the the whole, in case no one knows the background of Led Zeppelin, basically it's Robert Plant who refuses to reassemble the band or be a part of any kind of reunion. Right. Um. So he he felt obligated to you know pay his respects in, in this way. Right. Um. Which is why they that he decided to do this reunion show. Um. And quite different from the uh 85 uh, reunion show it's actually oh, really good <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's really good um you know the, it's clear that they spend a ton of time rehearsing and, and fine tuning this set because i mean, they sound fantastic fantastic um jason bonham takes over on the drums uh the son, son. of yep. john bonham um and i mean he Great basically job. has has every Every little nuance that John Bonham could play, his son has studied and perfected. Yes. Um, So we have this great show, and interestingly enough, For Your Life appears here in live form for the very first time. Right. And I don't know what you think of that, Scott. Like, why... I mean, we mentioned this earlier, why out of all the Zeppelin material do you choose the song and and essentially take a chance on this song?
1: Right. I I mean... after doing the research that we've done for this, for this episode and listening to the song numerous times and, and learning about the history of the band at this point, I really think, honestly think that Robert Plant was the one who wanted to put this song into the set. I mean, like, obviously we don't know, we couldn't find the information about the determination of the set list, but in my mind, I imagine Robert Plant fighting hard to put this song in the set because he wanted it to be there as a symbol that he still feels this way. He still feels that For Your Life speaks for him. And I feel like he was trying to say, by including this song in the set, he was trying to say, Don't forget, Led Zeppelin fans, that I still don't want to do this. Like <laughs> I am here because I want to support Ahmad Erdogan's charity. I want to make some money. I, you know, not for him, but for, yeah, for yeah. this charity. Um, I I want to uh, uh, preserved the Led Zeppelin legacy in a positive way. Uh, lots of different reasons that he wanted to do this one off show, but he snuck this in here to be like, just so you know, this isn't going to happen again. Like this is not going to be regular occurrence. There's not going to be a tour. There's not going to be a new record. I still don't want to do this. I don't want to be the lead singer of Led Zeppelin anymore.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think that's a great interpretation of it. And I I don't really have anything to add It's kind of the only explanation um, but yeah, I, I, and I also think it, it was a little bit of a nod to about, uh, Zeppelin's ability to kind of d- divide critics a little bit. Yeah. Um, cause here you are throwing in a song and you know, immediately, there's going to be a ton of discussions of, wow, that was amazing that they played that song that they never played live before. And also people like, should they have done it? Should, yeah. should they have done that song? Should they have chosen a different song? Why didn't they put in Why communication
1: they, yeah. breakdown instead? Why yeah, didn't they yeah. do this one? So, yeah, so, so,
0: you know, there's going to be, it's just going to reignite a, a, a ton of debate. Yeah. Um, which I, I just think is kind of a, a, a fun thing. Cause yeah. that's what's, you know, so great about talking about music is, you know, figuring out, you know, where, where you stand and what your opinion is and, Partly why we do this whole podcast. Thank you for joining us at Skipped on Shuffle.
1: You can visit us at our social media pages. We're on YouTube, we're on uh, Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter. Uh, all of that is available linked at skippedonshuffle.com where you can read about our you know read our blog and also check out when our next episodes are going to air.
0: You can also find us on YouTube where we'll be performing the songs that we discuss on this podcast.